We are in a digital world. We enjoy instant communication, knowledge at our fingertips, streaming entertainment. It's almost impossible to keep track of the amount and the scale of changes that connectivity continues to deliver in our everyday lives. But there's an emerging side to connected technologies that's beginning another digital revolution. It can deliver the power of the internet to even the most mundane everyday objects, and its network is expanding at an astonishing rate. By the end of 2021, it is predicted that there will be 46 billion Internet of Things devices in use. Far from being the next cool set of gadgets to show off to your friends, the Internet of Things, or IoT, is also becoming a cornerstone of industry. With virtually anything having the ability to be connected to the IoT universe, it might seem that it's a hugely complex concept, but it really comes down to a very simple idea, even in the corporate or industrial context. Christopher Fuss heads DHL's Internet of Things smart sensor team, and he explains what the technology is about. In general, I think our definition is not different to definitions of other players in the field and the ecosystem there of the Internet of Things. It's basically or what we consider as being part of that ecosystem is something that is supposed to be smart. Some yeah, appliances at home, we already know that. In logistics, for sure, uh, we need to have or put a different touch on that a little bit. Because here we talk about more smart assets or uh, some shipments that we monitor. It might be even that we talk about facilities. Uh, so it's all related to sensors. It's related to data that we transmit via telecommunication technologies into a cloud-based system and where we then deal with this kind of data. This is what we at DHL consider as being part of the Internet of Things. The ability to collect, interpret and use data becomes a game changer when done on an industrial scale. So in one sense, IoT is another form of digital disruption. That's a word that many fear because it often means that failure to adopt or adapt to the new way of doing things spells potential doom. Ben Gasing is a global innovation leader at DHL and the co-author of The Trend Report. He explains how for some industries, disruption has been a tough lesson to learn and why DHL is bringing IoT technology into its logistics operations. There's a lot of exciting change, you know, happening across industries all over. If you look at like the pace of digital transformation, look no further than to what happened to like the entertainment industry, you know, music and media, you know, things like iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, completely rewritten the rules of how that industry works and, and the industry has never been the same. If we look at like industries that are also being disrupted after that, you look at okay, fintech is very clearly up next. Automotive kind of also going through it. But as you start to look down, there's more and more asset heavy industries like automotive being disrupted. And before you can leverage the scale of you know software and, and connectivity and, and, and digital transformation, you first need to connect the assets. And so if you look at our business, logistics is a very physical, very asset-intensive business. And so before we can really fully leverage the capabilities of all the new technology that's out there, we first need to bring everything online. And that is why IoT is a critical part of the future of our industry. Being part of the online universe is not something new to DHL. If you've ever used their services, you'll know you're able to track parcels online. But as Christopher explains, there's a big difference between the technology used for tracking previously 
and what is being done today. We as DHL or all the players in the industry were collecting data already to a broad extent. So it was not only due to the emergence of some, let's say, cheaper technology that we could use. Already in the past, we did that uh, when we were actually forced to do so. For example, for the chain of custody of shipments that we have to deliver for reporting or monitoring reasons. Imagine, for example, uh, in the life science industry, temperature control is, plays a crucial role. So uh, we needed to do that in the past as we do it today. And uh, this is something which is, let's say, in everybody's mind uh, today uh, that we need to to have this data available. Here we talk about shipment data that we collect, monitoring the circumstances uh, of our shipments, the conditions shipments are in. But it's not only about the things we move, namely the shipments, but also the things we use to move the stuff. So our assets that are relevant for us. Uh, here we are collecting data about the status of machinery, for example, about their locations, about external conditions also in our facilities. And this is actually used for real-time steering of these type of things. So things like replenishment of assets, bringing them to the right volume or the right amount at the right place is something where we deploy sensor or IoT-based data today. And looking into the future, we will use more and more in the industry this kind of data to do proper forecasting, to understand what happened in the past and forecast what might happen in the future, where we need to put more emphasis and attention to, where we could potentially decrease as well the investment of assets that we use. And if we think, for example, about machinery, also the maintenance issue is something that we might tackle and address with that type of data that we collect because we could foresee that some machinery might break down. So the keyword here, predictive maintenance, is something which only could happen if we collect data based on IoT technology. DHL is synonymous with moving things. Parcels to all corners of the world, using vehicles of all shapes and sizes. But in one particular case, IoT played an important role at one of their facilities. In partnership with software startup BeBright, a Singapore warehouse saw a reduction in energy consumption and costs thanks to IoT. In this huge facility, which had a tremendous energy consumption because we had to cool it down being in the location or in the area of Singapore, that we incorporated, for example, operational data as well as weather data next to the information about the actual consumption of the cooling unit and the heating system. So what we did there was that we took into consideration, for example, trucks which are arriving in a certain time spot where we knew, okay, now the docks will be open, so warm air will come into the building. We considered or took into consideration for as well information about short-term weather changes. So there might be a rain coming up for 15 minutes in about one hour. This might decrease the temperature by 0.5 degrees. So we could, for example, based on this information, better steer the air conditioning system of the device and save a lot of energy in here. And this savings goes into the tons of CO2, the emissions that we could reduce here. And then for sure, it also had an, a monetary impact that was pretty well perceived by the manager. Deploying sensors to manage various aspects of a business is a good start to taking advantage of the benefits IoT can deliver. But those sensors are only one part of the equation. How they connect to the rest of the world is the other vital part. 
And as Ben tells us, the next generation of connectivity is also developing rapidly. And no, it's not just about 5G. Wireless connectivity is that really key transport layer that sort of is the glue, the connective tissue between sensors and then databases in the cloud and then where we run applications on that data. So paying attention to wireless networks is very critical to the success of IoT. And I think what we realized, I think, over the past uh, couple of years was that, you know, 5G is the the wireless trend that, you know, everyone's going to hear about, going to be getting in their phones the next couple of years. But we looked at across the entire sort of wireless spectrum and we identified about 10 different key wireless technologies for the logistics industries that we want to focus on that are sort of all evolving and sort of all have like a new generation of standards. So everything from the shortest range being NFC, what everyone knows from, you know, you sort of tap to pay or so credit cards and then you know, payment infrastructure all the way to low power global area networks, which if you think of the likes of SpaceX and, and Starlink, you know, these sort of satellites bringing a free global internet to the world and really everything in between. And then I think that's what Chris and his crew are really down in the weeds, bringing all this stuff to life now. It's incredible when you think about how far we've come and how in the old days you would have had to do this via the post or via the, the, the telephone lines. And now we're talking about global wireless and 5G. It's incredible. It's absolutely amazing to, to think about how far things have come. Now, as the connected assets are probably the most common applications for these IoT devices, could you, either of you, uh, Christopher, perhaps you can try, explain more and give us a concrete example from, from DHL the whole way through the, the process? Yeah. So the logistics industry in general is a relatively asset-heavy industry. Yeah, We use a lot of things to move stuff, and uh, these things for sure come at the highest cost, and we need to manage them properly. And this management of assets in the industry might be related to our fleet of aircraft. It might be related to delivery vans or trucks. Uh, it might be related to the containers and boxes that we use to put stuff onto. And uh, I think the latter is actually the most interesting use case as of today because everybody can imagine that the turbine of an aircraft needs to be monitored pretty closely. But when it comes to the more dumb things, which seem to be cheaper, uh, then for sure visibility as a uh, value-added service becomes more and more costly in comparison to the overall cost of ownership. And here, uh, the development of the Internet of Things technology in the past, and especially as well of the cost of the wireless communication piece in here, became more and more attractive. So that it makes sense also today to put trackers on more or less each and every single thing that we use, because and I mentioned the word tracker, which is for sure only one portion of the huge field of IoT applications that you could think about. But tracking things is crucial for us to understand where are things. And uh, this is exactly the use case that DPDHL is tackling as well for our assets that we use um, to move things. So ULDs for the aircraft industry or roller cages in our parcel business and as well as the warehousing business, MHE, so material handling equipment within our warehouses, are the things that we have a closer look at today. The way in which IoT directly benefited the world was brought into sharp contrast by the coronavirus pandemic. It brought with it the need for specialized logistics on a global scale because of things like temperature control for vaccines. 
Ben and Christopher explain how IoT helped deliver these sensitive shipments and more. I mean, every day there's pictures or videos and a, a yellow plane landing somewhere in a far-flung corner of the world, unloading vaccine shipments. And every single one of those boxes is going out with a sensor, with a temperature probe, and with complete, I even want to say real-time visibility of what's happening in there, because these are highly, highly, highly sensitive temperature-controlled shipments. But Chris is the guy um, and his team are the ones actually administering this every single day um, for some time now. Yeah, so so monitoring vaccine shipments for sure is something which is super obvious, yeah, and everybody knows uh, about the difficulties of that business uh, to keep um, temperature ranges stable, even in the lowest ranges that we could imagine so far, at least in the logistics industry. And monitoring this is, um, yeah, it is a difficult topic, but there are players out there which are partnering with DHL on getting that done. But I think there is also another side of the coin where IoT helped during that pandemic pretty broadly because we get visibility of if many things. We could understand the status of things, where they are, how they are, and you, whatever the thing is. It might be a facility, a really an asset, or it might be potentially even a living body. We don't know what people consider as a thing here now, but uh, to have information being remotely apart from that thing is crucial. So being in home office and stuck in home office, potentially if you're in a lockdown, but still have options to monitor your operations is something that we see was pretty helpful during that pandemic and which actually also gave a big boost to the Internet of Things application out there. The idea that your fridge knows when you're running low on food, or your wardrobe could suggest what to wear based on today's weather, may seem a little far-fetched, but the Internet of Things is making these kinds of scenarios a reality across the world. For logistics, it means a more efficient, more effective way of operating, and the revolution has only just begun. This has been another episode of the DHL Logistics Trend Radar podcast. In our next episode, we explore the incredible frontier of space logistics. The Logistics Trend Radar podcast is presented by me, Gareth Cliff, written, recorded and produced by Spike Ballantyne and is a product of DHL in association with Cliff Central in Johannesburg, South Africa.